This week's episode of the House of Lords podcast has been brought to you by us. Yes, it's brought to you by us. So if you would like to help us sustain this podcast and grow this podcast, here's a few great ways you can do so. You could share the link to our podcast on your social medias. Let it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even MySpace if you're feeling nostalgic. Yeah, use the hashtag BlurredPod. That's our hashtag. You can join the conversations that we're having. Let us know what you think about the things that we're talking about. On Twitter, you can use the hashtag PodIn. That's a now listening hashtag. Those other people know what you're listening to as well. It's a great way to find other podcasts by creators of color. If you want to step it up a little bit and you want to help us out financially, you can check out our Patreon located at patreon.com forward slash house of blurs. We keep it simple there. You can donate as little as a dollar a month up to even more, whatever you're so inclined to do. Um, there's some great giveaways on there, depending on the different tier levels. Definitely check it out. Or if you're not too big on commitment, you can visit our PayPal at House of Blurds, and you can just hit us with a one-time donation because anything counts. Yes, every dollar counts. Any notes that are left with those donations being on Patreon or on PayPal will be read out on the show. So we'll definitely give you a shout out because we greatly appreciate it. Again, thanks for listening. Now back to the show. episode 36 of the house of blurs podcast we are your hosts this is nicole and armani here and welcome back like we took a hiatus a little bit of a respite um and during that time we've kind of wanted to figure out how we we're going to restructure some things so i think we came up with some really good ideas because we wanted to make sure that we bring in quality content number one and number two, I think we were just burnt the fuck out on Game of Thrones. Like, let's keep it real. Yeah, I feel like those last few episodes, they just, they didn't feel worthwhile. Yeah, they just made us angry. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want a podcast of just angry rants and dissing Game of Thrones. Exactly. Because it's not how we wanted to end that legacy. Yeah, especially when we spent so much time, like, loving on and big up in game of thrones it was like once we recorded that final episode and i went back to listen to it to edit it and i was like damn this is like literally this anger like it was just it wasn't good so we didn't want to put that out so we scrapped it this episode we are not going to talk about that when we do our next episode are there will be spoilers episode then we will we'll discuss that a little bit and then we'll go into what we're moving forward with but this episode what we're coming back with 
Um, or actually, before we jump into that, so going forward, this is how you know we're just going to keep a straight numbering of the podcast because Apple or iTunes has somehow jacked up the numbering of the podcast episodes. So this is actually episode thirty-six. Is that what I said? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. So this is actually episode thirty-seven. We've done thirty-seven podcasts. We are about to approach our one-year anniversary. It's kind of exciting. Um, We've got some special things planned for that one-year anniversary episode, so definitely be on the lookout for that. This is episode 37. Even if next episode is their only spoilers episode, it will just be episode 38. Like, we're just going to keep them going. That makes it a lot easier to keep track numbers-wise, especially since I got to figure out how Apple jacked that up. (laughs) Jacked up the actual sequential numbering somehow, someway, but whatevs. So... This episode, we're going to talk about Akon, which is an anime convention that takes place all over the place, but we just went to the one here in Dallas. It was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. Let's just, let's just jump in, jump right into it. It's an anime convention. Yes. And I feel like it was a lot different than Comic-Con because like we've gone to other cons, mm-hmm. but I feel like the anime community is just a little, it's a little closer knit. Okay. So that being said, let's just get, get a couple things out of the way. Because there, I've seen a lot of, I won't necessarily even say a lot of, but I've seen some negative things about this convention. Now, this is our first time, this is our first time going to anime, um, Akon. And in previous years, it was held at like a hotel to where, I guess like you still had to walk maybe from building to vintage. Now, anybody who's going to like really big conventions like Comic-Con and things like that, a lot of times you do have to go outside to different halls and a different, you know, a little bit of walking in between locations. So that's not totally unheard of for a convention at all. Um, but this one was previously held at like, I think a hotel in downtown Fort Worth at one point in time. So this was the first year it was held at Fair Park in Dallas, which is where the Texas State Fair is held. It's right by the cotton, where the cotton bowl happens. So it is, it's an outside area. It's it's pretty, pretty nice. Set. Like it's, it's pretty large. Obviously it holds Texas State Fair. So it's like a fairground type thing. And it's got a huge fountain in the middle and it's lined by really big buildings that are usually museums yes there's museums i'm gonna assume maybe conference things are held there i don't know what else is in the other buildings i mean there was legit like a museum in one of the buildings so so there's that now it's texas it is it was june and is now july and it's 100 plus degrees outside this time of year so being outside is is kind of rough but legitimately no one's really hanging out outside for the most part so that to me really wasn't that big of a deal like that wasn't a oh my god i gotta be outside in 100 degree weather no you're you're what's walking from one building to the next and it really wasn't that long of a walk and at this point you live in texas you know the weather it's hello so there's that now going from where they had the vendors to say the building that had the gaming to the building that had the panels was not that far apart. Like those were like when you come into the fairgrounds, the first three buildings. So again, not that big a deal. And I think that's pretty much where everything was held. There was legitimately those three buildings for the most part. And then the building that had the museum and it had, I guess like an auditorium where some, I guess that was like the main stage is where the auditorium was, which we didn't even go to because there was nothing there. Like we didn't even go down there. Where you did the speed dating thing. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. downstairs in that building. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so downstairs in that building, there was an auditorium. We didn't even go down there because there was not something. Like, we didn't really, like, yeah, no, whatever. Yeah, layout, not that bad. 
my only and I'm, we're just gonna start getting this out the way so we can get on to all the greatness that was Akon because overall it was a great time I had a blast the only downsides that I can say is I believe initially it was advertised no outside coolers food or drink but I guess probably because of the heat, they quickly changed that because I've seen tons of people walking around with water bottles they clearly brought in. They had, when once you got through the gates to the fairgrounds, like they had a big thing set up with like three different spigots for free water so you could refill water bottles. So, I mean, they came prepared for people to be able to refill stuff with water. So there was water readily available. And don't I don't feel like it was very accessible for handicapped people. That's probably the one downfall um, because when you, when you walk up in like the main area you're walking around, it's kind of, no, it's kind of cobblestone. Like it's kind of, it's, it's stony. So one shout out to anybody who was wearing heels in cosplays. Cause that <laughs> shit was not easy to walk on. Let's just shout out all the people that were in cosplay in this 98 degree weather. Yeah. Cause they definitely deserve a medal of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. That was, man, it was it was amazing. <laughs> well, again, we're going to get... So, honestly, I think that's that's really my only... No, it's not. I guess that's the main important gripe. It's just it wasn't very accessible um, for disabled people would be the, the biggest thing. Now, off of that, from the guests, I, I will say... And I guess this has to do with... Because when you... When conventions have vendors, those vendors apply or panelists they apply to be panelists i'm pretty sure some people are invited by are asked to come by invitation so i'm pretty sure they probably reach out to some of your big names in anime um, as far as voice actors and things like that go and other people to come sure okay now i'm not the biggest anime fan in the world by any means um i yeah I, i'm not i'm not the biggest anime fan you're a way bigger anime fan than i yeah. am Who's your favorite voice actor? Chris Sabat. Okay. <laughs> so, outside of Chris Sabat, who's number two? That's the only one I know. Okay, then there's no <laughs> point. So, outside of, like, literally a handful. Now, this is us. Now, I know there are probably people who are like, oh, you know, Schimmel, um, the dude who's doing all the voices in the Marvel. Well, that's video games. That's not even anime. But he probably does anime. So, Troy Baker, like... I don't know if Troy Baker does anime or if he just does video games. I don't even know. But what else? I don't even, like, I didn't even know who the fuck Troy Baker really was until, like, E3 this year. But what else? And don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, for when it comes to voice actors, for the most part, I guess unless you are a diehard anime stan. This is not even a fan anymore. Like, I, you're, you're at this point, you're beyond a fan. You're a stan. Which... Is, is I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm going to say there's a lot. Or a person who just really, this is the main form of entertainment they consume. Because when it comes to movies and or music, it's different. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people who digest a lot of anime or intake a lot of anime who know those voice actors. In each than, anime that they go yeah, to. Yeah, and quicker than they could recognize probably some movie stars or music people so there i mean there's probably a legitimate fan base that recognizes that now that being said even looking at the voice actors who were there when you went to the profiles to look at who they voiced 
It was a lot of like additional voices. Yes. Of. So it didn't even seem like there was no real stellar standout. Like I thought that there would have been. Like I would have thought, especially since it's Dallas, Texas, that there would have been a Chris Abbott. Like I would have thought that someone from Funimation would have been there. And there was zero Funimation representation. The fact that Funimation is based right down the freaking road. There was not a tent at uh, Fan Expo. They at least had like a Funimation tent inside the vendor hall where they were selling a shit ton of Dragon Ball merch. They had pops. They had, I don't even think, like Saturn wasn't even there. I don't even, he wasn't even at Fan Expo, but they at least had a tent, a vendor booth with merch, pops, they were selling t-shirts, they were selling all those Dragon Ball jackets, like there was representation. There was no Funimation representation at this convention, which to me is crazy. It's an anime convention in your backyard and you're not there. To me is mind-boggling. To me, I, I feel like that would almost, I would take it as a slap in the face. Now, I have not gone back to see if any of these people have been at previous Acons. No, I take that back. Cause I think a year or two ago when we were talking about going to Akon, somebody was, there was two people there who were recognizable who we were talking about wanting to go see. I think there was Dragon Ball representation there. So yeah, I don't, to me that just, that's that that's the one thing that I felt just kind of, that stood out and, it, and it's a shame because people came from all over to come to this convention. Like there were vendors there who came, there was this amazing popcorn lady. <laughs> I did not have the, I don't have the cards in front of me, damn it. And I made it a point to get all these cards because I was going to talk about it on the podcast and I will leave links in the show notes because I have them. I'm just not going to grab those cards at this moment. So there'll be links in the show notes to these people and to their pages and we can find them. But there was this great popcorn vendor. She came from Iowa and I was like, oh shit, you're from, like, I was like, cause I was like, are you based in Texas? Cause after I tasted her Cinnabon popcorn, I was like, yo, where can I go get this? And she was like, oh, we're in Iowa, but we ship everywhere. And I was like, hey, so what brought you to Texas? The convention. I was like, you came from Iowa to Texas for an anime convention to, to push sell popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> like, yo, okay. Shout out to you, sis. Like, black That's woman. true faith in your product. Okay, so parking lot conversation topic piece this was a black one this was a black owned business okay i'm gonna put that right there because this there's a reason for, for for bringing that up so black owned business now there was another young lady artist from san antonio who was there i do have her information you can find her on instagram at empty e-m-p-t-y underscore holiday her artwork is amazing her drawings amazing prints very reasonably priced as well for the sizes of what you got so check her out that's on instagram you can order stuff she was from san antonio but she came up here so you have people who you know came from all over to come to this convention when vendors come one you they have to pay for their space they have to pay for hotels like where they're going to stay. They have to pay for transportation to get to the convention, to get all their shit hauled to the convention. So like these people put out money to come to this, to be here. And again, it just is, it, I think it's sad when you don't see the big names in the community stepping up to, to be help there. out these smaller conventions. Yes. And I, Acon, this is, this was 
30 years. Akon, what I think this was 30 years of Akon. This is the 30th year they've done this convention. This isn't something new. This isn't some small, this isn't necessarily some small, some small mom and pop type shit. This is, this convention has been around for a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess like a year or so ago, you know, some stuff happened to where they got removed from the venue they were using previously because people fucked shit up. People got rowdy, you know, some shit happens, you know, anime fans are a special <laughs> yeah, breed anyway. Breed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, they're like, they're like rock and roll fans. So maybe sometimes shit's going to get a little out of hand. Bubbles get might, might get put in fountains. Whatevs. It, you know, shit happens. But on this, again, on the same token, it's just like, it's sad. I, I, yeah, to me that, that's, that fucking sucks. I think, I think that's trash. You've got these fans who support your work. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I feel about that. Um, any, any thoughts from you on that? Well, I was just thinking, because I didn't read up too much on it, but depending on how bad it was, Funimation may have been trying to separate themselves from it. Because, again, we didn't see how bad what got them kicked out of the hotel was. Um, but, no, I, I'd say my only complaint was I feel like there should have been more water stations than just the one at the very, very front. Yeah, okay, you're right. Because there was two separate entrances that were at opposite ends of the fairgrounds. So having a second one probably would have been a good idea. I totally agree with that. Yeah, especially from the distance between those two entrances. Because I walked all the way across once by myself. And I was ready to pass out by the time I got to the car. <laughs> I mean, we had been there like all day. <laughs> so, oh man, we had been there for... Uh, we, but that was, that was coming straight out of us chilling in the little... In the press area. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't think it like Funimation they've been there since like 2017. So that that 18, sounds 19, like, yeah, two years. two years ago. Okay. Um so we're going to get off of that. But now, I want to say one of my favorite part. Okay, no. Okay, before we get off the grades. The other thing was, and I'm guessing this is not a it's not a negative as far as the con itself goes or the con organizer thing. It was just based on they had what they had to work with. So where the panels were was in one big room type one big building and they were separated by like cloth dividers so you had like six panels going on but you're hearing everything going on around you so it wasn't like they were in legitimately separated rooms like when you go to a hotel conference room type thing how they're separated by like more solid walls Um, it was it was pretty close together but again everyone was still enjoying themselves yes everyone was still having a good time it was a lot of fun now my favorite part of this convention was the meetups. So we went, now this is, it's it's fucking hilarious because it wasn't even, it's not even anime related. It was a Marvel meetup. Like there was a Marvel meetup of all the people, not all, but all, because, so, okay, this is my other gripe. I fucking hate Fan Guru, okay? This is now like the fourth or fifth convention I fucking have been to that uses Fan Guru's shitty app to show scheduling, okay? Because there was no physical maps given out. When we picked up our press pass, there was no physical maps, okay? When I went to LeakyCon and I picked up press passes, there was physical maps. I get it. That shit's expensive to print. Cool, what have you. So we resort to using FanGuru. FanGuru is the worst piece of shit informational app ever. I fucking hate it, okay? 
because it does not give you details on where things really are, especially if the map that is provided or is on their app of where things are supposed to be is not labeled properly. Like that was because yeah, we, that was the most frustrating thing was trying to find out where everything was located and only knowing like three points on the map. Yes, like you had the th- like four the the main buildings were notated on the map. However, where the all the meetups were at was not well like shown on the map. It the map was terrible, and I hate Fanguru <laughs> because like ah <laughs> uh, man, and this again, but this and this is not and this is not any shade on Akon. Because yeah, I was about to say, we're not getting invited to the next day. No, no, this is not them. This is fucking the way Fanguru set up because I had the same issue at Fan Expo Dallas. And I actually missed the Marvel meetup at Fan Expo Dallas because of this. Because I could not fucking find out where the, the meetup location was. And I'm fucking walking around in circles and I'm looking for it. And then the volunteers who work there don't, don't know, know shit. That, that's the most irritating thing. That was my grip. Is hiring people, and I understand... Not everyone is there on a daily basis, but if you're going to work this convention, at least be able to answer a few questions. They, at the very least, should have maps to be able to tell people where stuff is at and where stuff is located. Like, I don't give a, yeah, I don't give a shit if no guest has a map, but the people working that you have posted up at informational points or at checkpoints that are sitting there watching things, the people who are working the doors... They should have a map and they should be able to point people in the direction of what where things are taking place. So if I ask you where the meetups are at, they should be able to say, hey, it's over there. The dude who we asked had no clue. Um, we asked him where, the, but it was by the children's aquarium. They are like, where's the aquarium at? It was like, oh, that's over there. Okay, now we have a general idea of yeah, which direction to walk into. But yeah, Fan Expo Dallas. Yeah, and then like mad late, I was like, hey, where is this? And they were like, oh, that's outside across the street from the K. Bailey, K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center. Now, if anybody's ever been to the K. Bailey Convention Center in downtown Dallas, that building is fucking huge. It, yeah, it was not fun having to try to find shit. So when things like meetups or like little things like that happen that aren't taking place in main halls or main rooms that have legit, like door numbers and building numbers and shit on it, I fucking hate Fanguru. Like that to me is trash. Yeah, for for that, it's a great reminder app because you can say <laughs> you can say, hey, add this to my to do list of shit, and then it will notify you a million goddamn times that hey, this starts in twenty minutes, this starts in thirty minutes. So, so it's great for reminders, but it don't tell you where shit is at. So I hate Fanguru. Um, if they have a convention, we're not getting invited to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely not sponsoring any podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, once we found the Marvel meetup, it was the livest shit ever. There's a crap ton of pictures on our Instagram. So, you can follow us on Instagram if you're not already at House of Blurds. All one word on the gram. Check out our pictures. I'm going to post some more because I figured I should stagger them, not throw everything out there at one time. Oh, it was so great. Like, the cosplays were so great. They were such high level cosplays like just well done costumes it was amazing to see and then it was like I love seeing families cosplay so there was this family where the dad was dressed up as Captain America they had the baby Captain America the daughter was dressed up as Spider-Man and the mom was dressed up as Domino oh I didn't even notice the mom I yeah she was just she was she was pushing the stroller most of the time (laughs) because he was handling the kids 
Um, and it, their, oh my God, their daughter was the most adorable freaking thing. And she totally, and it, I loved it because it's one thing when you see parents try to push their kids to do shit. Like, but hey, go, go, go take this picture. Hey, we want you to pose like this. But no, like the shit she was doing was her idea. So there was an Iron Man there, of course. And they set up group shots and they set up versus shots. Like they say, hey, everyone from X-Men come up. Everyone from Iron Man, you know, run down so we can get pictures of these groups of people, these cosplayers together. Um, she wanted to do that scene where Tony died. Mm. and like she was sitting over him <laughs> so most morbid thing ever which so it just made it even more enjoyable like I loved it that she wanted to do that so that picture oh my god as soon as they set it up and she dropped her little head into her hands I was like I'm gonna take this picture and start crying <laughs> like, I was like oh my god I shouldn't be crying right now and then they did another one where they had, they had um, Tony lay on the ground it was funny because the dude who cosplayed Tony Stark um, I have his Instagram. You have it up? Yeah. It is snake, S-N-A-K-E, underscore N, underscore D-A, underscore B-O-X. Okay, so snake in the box. <laughs> um, for His Iron Man costume was on point. On his Instagram, he has a bunch of other cosplays as well that he's done. A lot of snake, obviously. Um, but it was funny because it's like his his costume wasn't like flexed, like it wasn't bendable. So he had to have people help lay him down. <laughs> but again, a nod to the fucking community, man. Like people like ran over, like stepped up to like help lay him down. And then when it was time for him to get up, like mad people just like went over and just like helped him get up and he laid on the ground for like a minute because we did the little girl one then they did all the spider-mans um and that one they did a couple it was a couple of the all spider-man shop but it was that was super dope i loved it um and i also love that nobody was crapping on anybody's cosplay like everyone was equally great out there like regardless if you put days months like mm-hmm. a whole year into making your costume or you threw it together in just that week everyone showed their appreciation to everybody yeah yeah it was it was a great atmosphere it was super positive it was family friendly i will say this was a family friendly convention for sure so i would definitely recommend bringing the kids out um again cons can't do shit about the heat the heat is the heat like it is what it is it's texas yeah, exactly it's texas um bring an extra water bottle if you don't already have at least one or two of those Wild Bill metal cups with you <laughs> like to bring back to the conventions, do you even go to conventions? <laughs> like, um, anyone who's been to at least like two cons knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, so yeah, it was super family friendly. Uh, the kids were out there having a great time. <sighs> yeah, it was it was it was such a positive atmosphere. It was so much fun. I thought it was going to be way more packed than it was. And I'm glad it wasn't as packed as I thought it was going to be. Um, and may, again, maybe because like, maybe it was just a nod to, there was probably a shit ton of people there, but again, no one's outside. Like you're not going to be outside. You're going to be in the buildings doing something. And the gaming and the actual exhibit hall were separated. Yeah. So that made it a lot, a lot more spacious. Yeah. To be able to get around. So we weren't constantly bumping into people and stuff like that. So I, I actually appreciate where how it was laid out. That to me actually was a plus. I'm okay with where it was at. Can we do this in the fall when it's not 100 degrees out though? <laughs> like, can we get, get it? Yeah. If it wasn't 
if the heat wasn't what it was, it would have been a hundred percent. Like it would have been perfect. And you know, we can do something about fan guru. But <laughs> so super family, good atmosphere, super friendly. Everyone is out there just having a great time, complimenting each other's costumes, complimenting your gauges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did get a lot of compliments on my clear gauges, which I have learned those are like a rare thing. They are a rare thing because most people you get big gauges like because mine are 28 millimeters so a little bit over an inch um and a lot of times they use like flashy flashy jewelry mm-hmm. but mine are just clear so you know subtle flex subtle flex okay That's <laughs> <what come to. laughs> um so there was a black panther and i will pull his info up that black panther costume cosplay was amazing as well he did the damn thing with that like there was so much detail and it was a black panther meets john snow type thing is what i'll say because he had a big ass sword yeah and he had a sword and the cowl on or not the cowl um what are they called capes yeah the one like the one that john snow wore the that the starks wore basically so his instagram is brother b-r-u-t-h or no it's just b-r-u-t-h there's no a cosplay all one word on the gram check him out yeah cosplay came is dope and evidently like i think he's actually been at conventions as a like guest for his cosplay it looked like i've seen a couple from like a couple different cons where like he was a guest at them um so yeah it's like amazing amazing black cosplay for real so that was one so we were sitting there and we were doing the different like setups for the different cosplays or the different group shots because then we 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 started this outside we started them outside which it was the area where the meetups was at was very nice so it was like perfect like a little sunken area so there was like people could sit down it was actually kind of shaded so it was under trees yeah that was a great spot to do a meetup in 100 degree weather so did a bunch of them outside and then they were like hey if you get hot if you feel go inside we'll meet you inside because we're gonna head inside anyway so then we went inside and did some more group shots or did some more shots and the little spider-man wanted a picture with black panther <laughs> like when it was kind of wrapping up she was trying to like get someone's attention to tell them that she wanted a picture with black panther and her dad at first thought she said spider-man or she i thought she, she thought she, I think she said yeah. they said miles yeah um and it was like no she's like black panther and her dad didn't hear it and i was like no she wants black panther <laughs> um so then they got her a picture with black panther and that was super cute and i was like yeah we're gonna get her the picture she wants and he was like well thanks because he was you know juggling the baby um yeah again just it was it was so great and so they were asking people are there any like matchups that you guys wanted you like any matchups anybody wants to do so I asked for Miles Morales and Black Panther. And boy, when I tell you, when that happened, like tears, like real ass, started crying, tears. Because again, it's just like as a black nerd who has waited so long to see your heroes represented on the big screen and represented like this and celebrated like this it's a real fucking thing like that is a real movement it's a real feeling so whenever people say shit when people talk about how representation matters and anyone tries to even 
downplay dismiss. yeah dismiss it or downplay it at all it pisses me off because i know what it because i know what it feels like to be in those moments and you see that and you're like holy shit and you're moved to that much emotion like it's real and we really need to stop dismissing that because representation does matter it is a big deal every every child should be able to look at a screen and not just be able to empathize or relate to a character they should be able to literally just look at a character and it looks like them for so long we've as people of color have looked at white stories or read read white stories and books because characters who you can read a book and you know when that person ain't black or ain't you know puerto rican or they're not a person of color you can read those stories and you know it but you can relate to it. You still get engulfed in those stories and you know you use your imagination and you can still relate to it. Whereas there are people who, when they look at our stories, they're like, oh, that's a black character. Like there are some people, clearly there are some people and they don't feel like, they're like, they don't understand why, why, why we need those characters. And again, kids should be able to look at a character and see someone who looks like them. And the thing that almost, I think to me even made it a little bit more touching was the fact the two dudes playing Miles it was a kid who was probably about 13, 14, maybe. And then a grown man. They were both white. So to see a, and this is, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just mad fucking emotional. <laughs> but to, and I was in a store the other, the other day working and this young white kid walked in there with a Black Panther t-shirt on. And I was just like, damn, yo, it's like, yo, racism is not natural. That's not a natural thing. That's, that's, that's something that people are taught. People are taught to hate people who don't like them. So the fact that these white kids, this white man can see a black character and embrace it wholeheartedly, people need to stop saying that these black, like black characters or characters of color or gay characters and things like that can't carry a franchise or can't carry a movie because they can and it's been proven as long as it is good quality content that you're writing and not just some regurgitated bullshit then people are going to consume it and they're going to enjoy it regardless of what color they are so yeah the doors need to be opened even more than they you know are starting to be but yeah so the miles and black panther picture made me cry and I was like, I need to get up and I need to move before people see me crying. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, it's just sweat. <laughs> I'm just sweating. Why is this grown woman on the floor crying? Yeah. <laughs> Can someone come get their kid? <laughs> Can someone come get their mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was great. Some of my other, what, what were some of your favorite uh, photos or kind of like? Well, my favorite photos, okay, I was going to say my favorite photos were the ones I took because I got to be someone's personal photographer because their sister didn't want to take their pictures. (laughs) Um, He did a really nice Venomized Spider-Man, and I do have his Instagram, which is V-A-K-E-R-M-A-K-E-R, and he was really nice. That's Um, all one word? Oh, yes, all one word. Okay. All one word, and it's on the gram. I'd say my favorite part was actually going out and doing interviews with some of the, our fellow blurts. Yes. Okay. So this was your first convention working. Yes. This is my first where I actually got my press passes. Yes. Where I was actually yeah. legit. They put some respect on my name finally. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, this is this is the first this is the first one you've done. Okay, so so continue, continue not to cut you off. But yes, talking to our fellow blurds, and a lot of them. Okay, so I went around asking, you know, what does being a blurred mean to you? And a lot of them talked about how being at those cons and being able to be so comfortable around other people and seeing other people of color was so important to them. Because many times growing up when you're black and you like things like anime or rock and roll music and stuff like that, you're seen Mm -hmm. as not black. Mm -hmm. Like, you're on the outside looking in, kind of. Regardless of if you play sports, anything. Those small little details Mm -hmm. will have people looking at you sideways. So, it was great to see so many black kids be happy and open about who they are Mm -hmm. and what they like. Oh, We wouldn't do some editing. No, (laughs) no, no, no. no. I was going to say, what, are you emotional? (laughs) No, no, you know, but it's like, and it's like I relate to that because you know, growing up, I loved anime, but for me, it was different because you know, you always made it to where we were comfortable with ourselves, and not everyone had that growing up. So to see those kids, and, and another thing, they were super friendly. Everyone was super nice and super friendly, and really, honestly, if you were black and I'd say in the age range, because you know, we weren't talking like the thirty-year-olds and everything, but you know. Young kids in their 20s, everyone was so friendly to each other. Like, you could make friend groups real easily. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of that, this this was a great convention to, if you're an introvert, if you're a person who doesn't go out a lot, if you're a person who, you know, may consider yourself socially awkward, this was a great convention to go to and just be your full authentic self and to be embrace there were so many like great gender bends be it men playing female characters we did see a scooby-doo gang composed completely of men yes which was dope um there was a whole like gang of snow Snow (laughs) whites the snow white gang was compromised of like two chicks and like five dudes (laughs) in varying snow white dresses and outfits of like I forgot what it's called when people like do the Disney like so because because you can't wear costumes to Disneyland so people what they'll do is they'll wear outfits in the color palettes of what the princesses wear so you know that that's essentially who they're trying to like mimic there's an actual term for it um but anyway so there was like there was one dude who was with them who he had on like the snow white colors um but yeah it was that was that was adorable um gender bends as well the lgbt community was definitely out i mean and it could have been a combination of its pride and acom but like just out representing like capes and everything and yeah it was it was really nice to see um okay so that chick who i said was sailor moon you were like that's not a, from sailor moon what was that from it wasn't sailor moon it was just like a school girl mm. Are you talking about I she guess. had a cape on? No, no, she, no, no. She had on the uh, the trans colors. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was just it was like a schoolgirl, but in, in just trans colors. It wasn't Sailor Moon. I would said it was Sailor Moon esque, like because she looked like one of the Sailor chicks from Sailor Moon. <laughs> what else? I still think it's what it was from, and it was just. But her <laughs> outfits, the colors, were in the colors from the trans flag. So like that was super dope, and she had two people who were with her, like the two chicks who were with her. 
um, were carrying different flags as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was just, there was a lot of great variations and plays on different costumes and different characters. That was great. Yeah, that was another good part. Getting to walk around and be the anime ambassador and being like, oh no, 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 that's not Sailor Moon. Or, <laughs> that's that person. <laughs> be able to reflect my anime knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was, I was definitely out of my element for the most part. Um, there was mad times we'd see somebody and like, oh, who was that? <laughs> So, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I did come home and start watching Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> no one told her to do that. Just so <laughs> it was not my suggestion. I'd like to just put that out there now. <laughs> um, so far, it's okay. It's not bad. Um, oh, so the other meetup we went to was the JoJo's Bizarre Adventures meetup. Okay, so I heard people talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Um, further we'll just refer to as jojo's bazaar um so i've heard people talk about this anime before i've seen memes of stuff and none of it was what the fuck those like was none of that like these well first off the cosplays were great i thought they were super cute took a bunch of pictures i've never watched this anime not once again the memes i've seen had nothing to do with this so i don't know where the fuck those memes memes came from um but yeah i mean all their cosplays all the costumes were super super good they were like really good and then I loved, like, they, I guess, so JoJo's Bazaar is broken up into different series or, like, there's a, or different parts. It's like a part, it's like part one through seven or some shit like that. So I guess over the span of the years that it's come out, I, I Wikipedia a little bit, um, to see, because so what they were, they were calling, they were, like, telling me, okay, everybody from part one, everybody from part two, so they would come up, and it was like, okay, so this legitimately is, like, I don't really know if it's an anthology per se, but let's just say it's an anthology. Let's just say it's an American horror story. And people, and they were like, hey, everybody from Coven come up. So like you had literally had people cosplayed from just different parts of this long ass running series, which is another great thing because now Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, but Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Yes, there are different, like, I mean, there was a ton of different variations of Spider-Man. There was somebody just a bit Spider-Ham, um, there was, uh, Spider Gwen, Miles Morales, Peter, yes. Peter B. Parker. Yes. Um, there was the, uh, New York Spider-Man. What's his name? Is that the New York Spider-Man? What's his name? What do they call him? I, I thought that was the his The one name. from the 20s. Noir Spider-Man. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, so like there was a guy whose cosplay was so on point and one of the pictures he had the pose perfect. Um, so I mean like, yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Whereas this was like legitimately a ton of different characters from throughout this anime and people like they picked ones that they like wanted to go. I just thought that was super, I thought that was super dope. Like you have like this big, huge array of characters spanned across a story and fans didn't just say, oh, I'm going to pick like this one popular one. Like, I mean, X-Men, for example. Okay. Everyone wants to be Wolverine. Everyone wants to be Wolverine. You're going to have some rogues or an easy one. Psylocke has become popular. Storm, not the easiest to pull off, but also popular. So you you get those. There was a Kitty Pride there um, who was clearly a comic book fan because she requested to get a picture of her with all the Spider-Men, all the Peters, because she knew that Kitty Pride had dated every single Peter in every single universe and I was just like girl if you don't take this picture and get out of here <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but 
again, that was, it was cute. So she got the picture with her and all of the Peters. So it was Peter Parker and Peter Quill. Like, she got everyone up there because evidently they did it at some point, too. I don't know when that was. I have not read that comic book. Um, but yeah, so, like, stuff like that was cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are those typical go-to costumes that people will choose or characters they will choose, people will choose to cosplay. And again, here at a specifically anime convention, there was such a vast array of costumes. Um, there was some great, like Victorian. There was a lot of Victorian style, and I guess like steampunk. No, um, damn it! I think the the term is like kawaii or something like that. Like in Japanese, it means cute. Yeah, kawaii. Okay, so like that is a thing, a big thing. So, again, in anime, there's all these little subcultures. Um, and the kawaii crowd was well represented. They had a whole luncheon. So, like, yeah, before, in that thing, they did, they legitimately had a lunch. I did walk in A tea that. party. They had yeah. a tea party. Um, I was like, damn, I wish I had known that was a thing. I would have tried <laughs> to get it, at least, you know, get be there to take photos. Because those dresses... Again, shout out to the detail and the time spent, I'm sure, on assembling those dresses. Because it's not some shit you can just go into a store and buy. Like, you have to make that. That that shit is so. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could buy it from someone. But someone made that. Like, someone put time into those. If you did buy it, you, you spent some money on it, for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Which brings us to another great cosplayer as well as creator so oh gosh i hate that my stuff is moving so slow oh there it goes okay so hard decora it's hard you can find them at hard underscore d-e-c-o-r-a hard decora on instagram first off her shirts and the stuff that she creates is so damn cute and colorful. Um, it is one of them things where, like, yo, she's like that all the time. Like, she had those pink braids in her hair, the super colorful, like, cute stuff. Now, a lot of the stuff that's on the Instagram page is, like, pastel color, stuff like that. But she managed to still pull off that look and that style in a black dress, which I thought was super cute. I was like, okay, if I can wear black, then I can jump on board with this. Like, because I'm as long not as here. blacks in the color palette. Yeah, because I can't do all that pastel stuff and you know all the glitter and the like the, the, the stuff on the face. And but if we can if we can get a black in here, I'm all for it. And she on the cutest little black dress. Um, so yeah, it was cute. And again, she has a fan base, a serious fan base. So, like, yeah, people were, like, were, like, one, looking for her. But I guess she's pretty big in this movement or in this, uh, what, what, do you, what do you want to call it? In this group, or, I don't know, I don't want to say subculture, because subculture almost seems like it's discounting these fans, and I don't want to do that, um, because then also looking up, like, other things. Oh, well, no. you did do an interview you, you did speak to her? Yeah, I did speak to her. Okay, so here's a little sample of the interview we did with Hard Decor. Okay, you can start with your name. All right. My name is Kamala Jones, a.k.a. Hard Decora. Um, being a black anime nerd means, like, 
being introduced to the fashion styles that I love. Um, I started out with um, gals, and that really like turned me on to like J fashion, and like in a rebellious way, I love that anime. Um, they've always like challenged the 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 school dress codes and things like that, and I really wanted to emulate that when I was going to school. And now I like do uh, my own illustrations for my own clothing brand, and yeah, it's just like something that can lead to something more it's not just like something that's like childish phase you know it's um it could turn into a business for you <laughs> thank you so yeah she was she was super sweet um totally impromptu you know just down to answer a question and chit chat so again you can find her at hard underscore decora on instagram so definitely check her out check out her t-shirts they're really fun designs are great um and yeah so you did speak to some other people while we're out and about too so so one of the people that you well not people um well group of people they spoke to was this family of of black cosplayers yes who their cosplay was on point um they had one member who choreographed dances that they would do because they did a really nice five nights at freddy's where they posted up at a convention and they were just like dancing like animatronics, which is really nice. Um, they have their own podcast called the Oki Podcast. You can find it at O-K-E-Y dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T on Instagram, I believe. Um, it's also on Apple Music and Spotify. Okay, so the normal big ones where you find a podcast. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play a snippet of that interview. Shallon. Like, oh. So you can start with your name. Shallon. Like the temple. And what does being a black nerd mean to you? Hmm. You have to get out here and represent, but in a very positive way. That black people actually like more than what stereotypes say we do. Okay, start with your name. My name is Trevon Dimerson. And what does being a black nerd mean to you? It means that I'm better than everyone else. <laughs> that means I just get to enjoy a different perspective of the cons. Because I get to cosplay as characters some people are reluctant to because of their skin color. But that doesn't mean I can't cosplay as whatever I want to. And some people are really afraid of that. Like, I don't look like this character enough. It's like, whatever, man. If you don't look like that character, you know what? Be the big bad villain monster in the background. <laughs> just have fun. <laughs> All right, thank you. So I loved the comment that he made about people being scared to cosplay characters they don't look like. Um, and obviously that's been a big shitstorm on social media at times because you don't have to be black to cosplay a black character. Like if you do the costume well enough, people will know who you're supposed to be. Black face ain't okay. <laughs> it's never okay. <laughs> And same way, you know, a black person can cosplay a character that is traditionally white or Asian in a story. They don't have to paint their faces, like, to do that. Like, the they can dress up and it just be on fucking point. And to add to that, you also don't have to look at these drawn anime characters, body types, and feel like you don't have the body type to represent oh. this character. Yes, facts. Facts on facts on facts. Another shout out to all of the plus size cosplayers out there doing the damn thing. Because truthfully, some of those 
even look better than the people who may have necessarily normally fit the body types of of characters again just the great thing about this convention is was the body positivity again um it, it was it was just nice it was very nice to see and people just fucking doing like the damn thing like there are people out there with people bigger than me out there belly shirts just had it all hanging out just again it's 100 degrees outside so it could have been that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it was just it was a great time people people were being themselves and I, i mean i love that that's the thing that you really walked away with and i think that this might be a thing okay so to kind of wrap this up i do feel like this is a thing or feeling that very well might be exclusive to an anime convention. I do definitely feel like this convention, this anime themed convention felt different than other conventions I've been to. It felt different than LeakyCon. It felt different than Fan Expo. It felt different than uh, the other one in Dallas. Like it, it Fan Days. Fan Days. Oh. Um, no, Fan Expo and Fan are different things. But it, it felt very different. Like, it felt way more inclusive. It felt more... It felt positive. Like, it just had a different aura about it. That was just love. I agree. As someone that watches anime, I feel like there's a bigger acceptance when it comes to body types. Because, again, these are drawings. Not to say comic books and everything aren't drawings. But when you see superheroes, you're not thinking plus size. You're mm-hmm. thinking chiseled abs, very slim waist. And it's not a single plus size superhero. How'd you say that? No, I'm thinking about it. Ain't no thick superhero. Thick Thor. Hey. <laughs> so shout out to all the thick white dudes playing thick Thor at the conventions. <laughs> y'all got y'all one. Like, again, like thick Thor has made it acceptable for, and I say white dude just because I have not seen a black dude do it yet. But shout out to the black dudes. You want to do it too. Come. Come as Thick Thor. Come as Thick Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now, challenge. I want to see a Thick Black Panther cosplay. <laughs> now that I've spoken this out loud. I want Baku. See, no. Baku's Baku. <laughs> I want to see a Thick Black Panther. Um, but yeah. So like Thick Thor has like made it super cool for for the non-chiseled dudes to show up to a convention in a bathrobe with a fake jug on with you know either their legitimate hair just out or a blonde wig and it's like awesome and you're like one of the most popular people now at the con <laughs> so shout out to you guys um and congratulations <laughs> like, but yeah it's again it was it was it was a great time anything you want to end with kind of in closing wrap it up no i'd like to just thank the curators of Akon for inviting us and having us out there yes 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 that was that was amazing thank you definitely look forward to next year we will we will be going back for sure that was a great time it was it was a lot of fun so if you're in, ever in Dallas when Akon is going on um it traditionally happens in June towards the end of June there is an anime fest that happens like anime fest north Texas or something like that that goes on too Yes, Anime Fest 2019 will be in Dallas. It will be April 6th, August 16th through the 19th. Okay. At the Sheraton Hotel, just in case anybody wants to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. 
definitely check out Akon if you're if you're in the area. Or if there's an Akon near you, check out like do a Google search of Akon and, and see if if they come to your city because I believe the convention pretty much travels. So they are in different places. So for us, next up on the docket, we will be coming back with a fresh new There Will Be Spoilers episode. And on that episode, we will be spoiling Euphoria, Big Little Lies, and Handmaid's Tale. Yes. So those are the three that we are pretty much watching right now. We will talk about some of the things that we have watched, that we have seen on that episode as well. So maybe some things you should check out. We will just, you know... We're going to stick to the to table talk with this one. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to do in-depth breakdowns anymore <laughs> because that causes us to get emotionally tied into shows and they let us down. So mm-hmm. thanks to Game of Thrones, I now have trust issues. <laughs> I've never... <laughs> I don't want to be that... You know, I'm not going to go into it again. Again, this was the problem with recording that episode because it was just like I feel like I have been emotionally invested and devastated like it that was the worst breakup ever reclaim your time mom reclaim your time I'm reclaiming my time (laughs) so so yeah our next episode we'll talk uh we'll talk those shows we will talk post e3 lack of playstation being at e3 so what's coming next for gaming because truthfully like part of the reason why i've put off doing an e3 episode because i've been waiting to see if there was going to be a days of play and there ain't been one and it's not going to be one (laughs) so um yeah there's not going to be a days of play before i go to san diego so fuck it we're we're gonna just talk e3 we'll talk video games those will not be the same podcast will be several podcasts so those are some things that we have coming up on the horizon um yeah so thanks for tuning back in thanks for hanging with us shout out to the people who have been looking for the podcast while we've been on break we appreciate you we see you and until next time take care of yourselves and be good to each other